This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Bear Archery Podcast. That's right. We're going through a name change. Thank you guys so much for all of your support through the years of hosting the Bear Archery Hunting 101 Podcast, but we just felt like it was time uh, to change the name to the Bear Archery Podcast. We we will still be doing 101 series. We'll still be hosting, you know, Deer 101, Trad 101, Elk 101, the 101 type series to really teach you from the basics how to hunt different species, how to use different weapons. However, we really want to focus on the Bear Archery brand as a whole, on growing the archery community as a whole. Fred Bear and his vision was that archery was for everybody. So whether you shoot a bear bow or not, uh, the mission behind this podcast is to continue to push the envelope and to grow the archery community. So we're going through a name change. However, the podcast will still be uh, brought to you and presented by Scentlock. Uh, we'll still do one-on-one series. We're still going to have on some of your favorite guests from over the years. We're still going to be doing a lot of exciting things. We'll still be doing uh, Cook Wild once a month with Mike Casanetta. We're going to be introducing a new series called Train Wild, uh, just trying to give you resources to be a better human, uh, to live a healthier, happier lifestyle. We've got a lot of things in the works. So by no means is the podcast going away. We're just simply going away from the Hunting 101 name and making it the Bear Archery Podcast. So I thought... No better time than now to have the head honcho, Mr. John Linnae, on. John is the president at Bear Archery, and we just talk about um, his tenure at Bear, what he has seen change at Bear Archery, um, and where he sees the Bear Archery brand going in the future. Some things that he wants to see done uh, with the brand and with the product line. Guys, it's a really good episode. John is a is an awesome guy. And we just kind of talk about the history and the legacy that is Bear Archery and where the brand is going to be headed in the future. Guys, stay right here tuned in. I can't thank you enough for your support over the years of the Hunting 101 podcast. And I look forward to now bringing you the Bear Archery podcast. With over 90 years of innovation, Bear Archery continues pushing toward the goal of founder Fred Bear making archery accessible for all. Fred believed the history of the bow and arrow were the history of mankind, and everyone should immerse themselves in the outdoor experience. Welcome to the Bear Archery Podcast, where the mission is simple, to hunt, grow, and inspire others. Guys, I am never going to tell you that you have to be 10% body fat or that you have to be able to run a marathon in order to enjoy hunting. You don't even have to be able to com complete a CrossFit workout. However, if I want to be able to hunt for a long time and enjoy the great outdoors and continue to chase wild game, then I have to do some things to remain healthy. Why? Well, because I can't bow hunt when I'm 80, 85 if I don't take care of myself now. Guys, First Form makes some of the best supplements that you will ever find. I got so tired of overpaying for watered-down, mediocre supplements just because they were branded for the outdoors. First Form is one of the biggest and best supplement companies in the world. The best news is they care about outdoorsmen and they care about hunters because they are outdoorsmen and they are hunters. 
So guys, I would highly encourage you to check out First Form, not just for your professional athletes, not just for the guys who are constantly in the gym working out, not just for the guys who want to get as big and as fit as they possibly can, but for everyday guys who just want to be around to see their kids graduate. For everyday mom and dads who just want to be healthy and live a happy lifestyle and enjoy time with their kids. For the everyday bow hunter that just wants to ensure they do some things to stay healthy and be able to hunt longer. There are some products for everyday health that everybody should be taking, whether you're an athlete or not. So guys, click the link in the description of this episode to start shopping some of my favorite products from First Form. And guys, I would highly encourage you to start doing some things to ensure your future for bow hunting, to ensure that you're able to enjoy the sport that you love so much for a long time. Guys, I would love to help you out. If you have any questions about what I take or why I take it, shoot me an email, thehunting101podcast at gmail.com. I would love to give you some advice on what products would be a good fit for you and to help you reach your goals. So guys, Definitely click the link in, in the description of this episode to start shopping some of my favorite everyday health products from First Form, some of my favorite proteins, vitamins, minerals, electrolytes, some of the favorite products that anybody and everybody should be taking in order to live a happier, healthier lifestyle. But guys, don't hesitate to reach out and ask me any kind of questions. I would love to help you and love to see you live your happiest, healthiest life. All right, everyone. So you might have heard... Um, the new intro. You might have heard the new name already, uh, but uh, the guys at Bear Archery and myself have decided to change the name of the podcast. Um, so we have decided to go away from Bear Archery's Hunting 101 um, and just make it the Bear Archery Podcast. And we're going to kind of get into all the reasonings why behind that. But I figured uh, with this kind of rebrand of the show, might as well have the head honcho, the man in the driver's seat on uh, to talk about everything that's going on over at Bear Archery. So we've got John Linnae, um, the president of Bear Archery. John, how are you, man? Good. How are you doing, Dylan? Wonderful, dude. Uh, as you know, we are, you know, just got done with ATA and, you know, kind of in the in the heart of show season. So just traveling a lot, staying busy. But uh, I'm excited to kind of talk about just the history of Bear Archery and, and the 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 forward movement, you know, where is bear headed? And so, uh, no better man to do that with than, than Mr. Lene. So I, I appreciate it. Hope I can live up to the expectation there. <laughs> so before we jump in, um, uh, you've been on the show before, but give us a, a, a background to you. Uh, cause I think it's important, you know, that transition to bear archery, it's important to know where you came from. Um, so, so sure. where'd you start in the industry and how'd you get to bear? Absolutely. So I'm coming up on year 20 here. So um, it's it's flown by. I can't believe it's uh, it's it's been quite this uh, this quick. But I mean, when I started in this industry, didn't have kids. I've got a, a 17 year old now, and it's it's amazing. But uh, I started on the archery side. Um, I started with uh, PSE back in um, early 2000s, and uh, had the privilege of working with them for a little over a decade as uh, both a regional uh, sales guy and then also eventually as a national um, sales manager there. So um, enjoyed my time there. Great company, great history as well. Um, you know, enjoyed the time under a guy like Pete Shepley, who, you know, uh, his history in this, this, this industry and knowledge and patents and everything was, was incredible and, and met a lot of great people there. And um, after that time um, I was offered a job with a private equity group um, called Arcus. And we went out and, built that group of both archery and kind of general hunting stuff, uh, bow companies and broadheads, um, uh, dead downwind tanks, some general hunting stuff. So, you know, totally different side of the business. I'd gone from, from private to private equity, um, a different space, but learned a, a ton in the, in the almost five years that uh, I signed up for that one. And then just about the time that, um, you know, that thing was kind of coming to an end or where we'd kind of said we were going to be, um, coming to an end on that one, uh, this opportunity came up and, you know, I've told this story a few times. It's, it's kind of a funny one, but uh, I got a call from the CEO uh, here at Escalade, which is our parent company. And at that time, my boss and, uh, you know, my name had come up. I don't know who he had talked to. There's some people in the industry and just said, hey, you got any interest in in coming and, and uh, running the bear side of the business? And I'm like, man, that's that's an awesome brand. It's a brand that even as a competitor, I was unbelievably yeah. fond of and 
um, you know, a huge follower of Fred Bear. And, and so I thought, man, this is a really cool opportunity. I, it was perfect timing that, um, you know, the Arcus thing I had kind of said five years was my, was my deal there. And I said, yeah, I'd love to, love to come talk to you. And he said, well, when can you fly in? And I said, well, I live here in town. He said, no, no, I live here in town. And I'm like, no, really, I live in Newburgh. And he said, well, I live in Newburgh. And he had, they had no clue that I was 10 miles from the, from the home office. So I drove in the next day, uh, came to the office. It was during COVID. There were only four people in the building. Um, they were in the middle of a remodel. We met and, um, just really hit it off. And I think that, you know, their understanding of needing somebody that had won the vision for, but also the respect for the brand and for, uh, for the history and legacy of the brand. And, and like I said, it was a blessing, an absolute blessing, perfect timing. Um, I'd spent so many years on the road away from kids and away from family that this was, um, you know, in my backyard and it's turned out to be just really an absolute blessing. So, and that, that brings us, uh, almost four years later and here I am. You know, and that's what so many people in the outdoor industry, you have to tip your hat to the history and legacy that's found at Bear Archery. You have to. And and John, you know, I would be lying if I said, sure, you might pick up a bear and just not like the bow. That's fine. You might choose another bow brand over a bear. That's fine. We all have personal preferences. That's why there's other bow brands. But even if that's the case, you still have to appreciate the legacy and history that is bear archery. Like you, you just have to, and that, and that's part of the reason um, for the name change. You know, we just wanted to, um, you know, I think that the word hunting one hundred and one sometimes deters people because they're like, "Well, I've hunted my whole life. I don't need to listen to a one hundred and one level podcast," um, yeah. and vice versa. You know, sometimes it creates that that. Uh, well, the confusion, it kind of muddies the water. Well, is it Hunting 101's podcast sponsored by Bear? Um, just so everybody knows, this has always been Bear Archery's podcast. Um, and so we just kind of want that name more out there so people know what this podcast represents. And, you know, I by no means am, am running the show like Mr. Lene, but it's such an honor. It's such a privilege to be able to represent a company with with 90 years of history and legacy and innovative change and really moving the needle for archery as a whole. And so, uh, and you've had the pleasure of, you know, you, you mentioned Pete Shepley, you know, that's another guy you, you have to admire the history and legacy that is Pete Shepley. Did you ever have the, uh, the, the, the pleasure of meeting Fred bear? I did not. So, um, you know, I, I was just a, I maybe look old because of this gray in my, my beard, but that's uh, that's a mixture of kids in this job. Um, but I, I'm not, I'm not old enough to um, have had that pleasure. I, I was, I was only six years old when, uh, when Mr. Bear passed away. Um, but my father-in-law was a good friend of, of Fred's. And um, so I've got some cool stuff out at the house from, from their interactions and the years that they spent together. And then actually you mentioned Pete, I, I got to spend couple hours with Pete, um, at the ATA show and we hadn't connected in a couple months. And, um, you know, the same thing goes for your comments there on, on the respect because, you know, Pete was a major competitor of, of bear once he got in the industry, but Pete had nothing but admiration for Fred and what he did for bow hunting and archery. And we, we talked about it during our, um, our time there at ATA and, you know, he was talking about some funny stories of, you know, Fred doing some stuff to his, his camper at one of the uh, Anderson archery shoots and some other stuff, you know, playing pranks on him, <laughs> but he, he had nothing but good things to say about, you know, what, what Fred and what bear archery did for the industry as a whole, not just for bear archery. And I think like the podcast, yes, it may have, you know, bear archery attached to it, but I think this podcast has been a great opportunity to open subjects outside of just bear, whether it's general hunting or the archery that may, um, include people that aren't us, right. Or people that aren't just into bear products. Um, you know, I think that was Fred bear's goal. I think that should be yeah. our goal as stewards yeah. of this sport. You know, how do we get people involved? I mean, I want them all shooting bear and trophy Ridge and, and Cajun products. Don't get me wrong. Um, but we're not in a super growing industry. And if we're not kind of working together, um, if we're against each other this thing's never going to grow. Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. And that's what, and you know, you obviously you've had the the benefit as well. But you talk to guys who knew Fred, and there was no way you could hate him. You know, just the way he carried himself, 
the way he represented archery as a whole, even outside of bear archery, the way that he represented archery was something that had to be respected. I mean, just the, the, the kindness and generosity and, and the way he gave back and, and the way he supported the growth of archery as a whole. And, uh, it had to be respected, you know, I mean, it just had to be, there was no other way around it. And that's why it's such an iconic brand still today. And, and I've told, you know, everybody that I talk to inside the bear archery company, uh, whether it's an engineer or whether it's a marketing director, or whether it's a, the head honcho, good job. Like you guys are doing a phenomenal job. And I can say, I can say with some certainty that I believe that Fred would be proud of the way that this company is ran, of the direction that it's going, that you guys haven't abandoned your roots, that my kids can still buy a bare bow, that my father can still buy a bare bow, that archery is still for everybody. So really good job, guys. Well, I, I appreciate that, Dylan. And, and I'll say it, it's, a, it's a tough task. I know we don't always get it right, um, but I'll say that that is probably the biggest challenge is um, – you know, keeping that legacy and keeping what the company was founded on while still keeping up with today's world. And I mean, it, it is harder to build products in the U S it is hard to make them cost effective to find people to work to, I mean, everything about it's a challenge and um, you know, the consumers just see one side of it, but you know, yes, we build high end products. We build $400 sites and $1,200 bows. um, But we also feel like having that option, like you said, I mean, if you want to get your kid, a $50 bear, um, brave to, to, you know, fling arrows in the backyard to get into it. But then you want to buy a $1,200 bow. We, we have that option and we don't, we don't cut any corners, whether we're building that, you know, hundred dollar bow or building the $1,200 bow. And it's becoming tougher and tougher, but we really feel like that's one thing we do exceptionally well and something that we don't want to get away from. You guys, the, if you guys don't believe that they don't cut corners, go to the factory in Gainesville. Like, it is the most insane place I've ever been in my lifetime. It was mind blowing. And and John, we went on a oh, I don't know, 10 day vacation with the entire family down to Florida. And we all get back and my kids are like, What was your favorite part, Dad? Oh, when we saw that shark, when we oh man, when we went swimming in the ocean, when we you know, all this cool stuff. And I said, 100% the bear archery factory. And they're like, are you serious, Dad? And I'm like, Yeah, like that was so cool. So, guys, and if you don't believe them. Yeah. Pick up like an Alaskan XT or a Whitetail Max, and I promise you I could blindfold you, and that bow will perform with any other flagship on the market. They don't cut corners, and that's what's so special about Bear. The flagships are great, but that mid-level bow, oh my gosh, the 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 the, the way that that shoots for that price point is just unbelievable. But I've said it once, and I've said it a hundred times, my favorite part about Bear is that when I open a catalog at the first of the year, I can go, oh, look, there's new bows for my kids. Oh, look, there's new bows for my wife. There's me a new recurve. There's me a new flagship. There's me a new mid-level bow. Oh, my dad who can no longer pull a bow back, there's him a new crossbow. Like, there's something for everybody. And so, and, and that's what, it's tough. you know, and you meant, yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. I'm sure it is. It's you tough. know, where other companies yeah, are focused on tough, one yeah. flagship for the year, you guys are pumping out, you know, two new mid-level bows, a new flagship, a new crossbow, Two new recurves. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what your team accomplishes over there. Well, we, we appreciate that. And I, I mean, I, I say that when you say team, um, I've noticed that just in, in the four years I've been here is that I inherited a really good team that just um, lucky to be a part of. And I think that, you know, hopefully we're really gelling, um, you know, every year a little bit more than we did the year before. But awesome team, every, everybody from sales to customer service to product management. Um, you know, you mentioned that, you know, your tour in, in, uh, in Gainesville and, you know, that's 100% Neil Bice and his team. Um, you know, one of my, you know, greatest privileges in this job is having uh, a guy like Neil run that facility down there. And, um, you know, a guy that's been there for almost 46 years and is really the last remaining tie to bear archery and Fred bear. And, um, he makes that experience what it is when you go down there and take a tour. I mean, if you wanted 10 days, he'd have taken 10 days of your time to tour that facility. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we get the opportunity to have special groups down there and to do VIP experiences. And and uh, Neil just does a exceptional job, but he really shows how we're taking the history and the legacy of the brand and moving it forward. I mean, you, you have to be relevant. People want cool. They want techie. They want, you know, attractive. Um, and sometimes that doesn't always jive with a, 
you know, a 1960s recurve. So how, yeah. how do you blend that? And I think that, that as a company, we've done a, we've done a pretty good job and obviously there's growth where we want to uh, keep going, but I'd say. That's something that, you know, people do want cool, especially kids. And, uh, that's something that you guys have really turned the tide on, on those beginner level kids bows, making them look cool. You know, used to, uh, you buy a kid a bow and they're like, yeah, but it's a toy, you know, like they could just tell. Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, with the legit and with the, you know, the cruiser G2s, like those bows look really cool. And now it's not like a cheap kid's bow. It's like, man, this bow looks like dad's bow. Like, and it's a cool bow. But man, back on Neil, like Neil is just unbelievable. And, And I tell people like, I never got to meet Fred, obviously, either, but he had to be like 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 Neil. I mean, when Neil walks around the factory, it blew my mind. He's just walking through there and he says, "Hey, Beth, how you doing?" She's been here for forty two years. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Knew everybody by name, and I was just like, "Wow!" Yeah. And when I say everybody, yeah, there's we've got a, what a hundred employees down there. No, we've got we've got over that. Um, yeah, we've we've been upwards of double that, just you know, depending on the product and yeah. year and what's going on. But um, but no, Neil, I think that's a reflection of of his leadership and that facility yeah. and the brand. Uh, we, we had a, we had kind of a, a ceremony here a little over a year ago, our years of service ceremony. And we had, you know, there were like over half, half a dozen people that were over 40 years of service. And you, you don't find that. Wow. I don't care what company you're talking about these days. You don't find that. And, um, you know, you couldn't stick around for 40 something years without the leadership of somebody that you admired, trusted, respected, um, and knew that you had, you know, their best interest and the company's best interest at heart. And, and Neil is that guy. And um, yeah, different generation too. I mean, you talk about Fred and what I consider, you know, we're my grandparents, same age and uh, you know, they call him the greatest generation uh, for a reason. And, and I think Neil is a reflection of who he worked under and his father who worked for, for Fred as well. Um, They just, they just carry themselves a different way um, and have a different respect for, you know, things and work and, hard work. And and I just, I love, I love watching it. Yeah. Guys, I would highly encourage you to jump back to episode 158, uh, where I was in Gainesville with Neil. It's called behind the bear. Um, and we, we talk with Neil for a long time, just about the history of the company, the changes that he's seen. It's a, it's still to this day, one of the most listened to episodes. I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to it if you haven't. But, um, so John, what was the first four years of bear like for you? You know, what have you seen, bear change in that four years what what's been the the victories for bear if you will in that first four years the wins um but but what have you what have you strived to accomplish in the first four years and what what would you say you have accomplished in the first four years yeah i mean once again this is a reflection on the team but i would say you know coming in we knew where our strengths were um you know we knew that we had a a good hold at that mid price point um and i'll even say more the entry level you know you know, four ninety nine, three ninety nine type price point, um, and then our bread and butter trophy ridge stuff. You know, I, I think that where we've really, really pushed the envelope is giving more value at those price points. So, I mean, if you look at the last four years, um, you know, legit Legend XR, this new Alaskan XT, Paradigm, um, Royale, um, and even the high end stuff. Like what you get on a bow now, what it looks like, what it feels like, the accessories that come on it. Um, even in four years. And that's, it's just really getting the team on the same page. Um, listen to our consumers, listen to our reps, and then just, you know, putting our nose down and putting the hard work in to try to, to give them what they want. So I would say that really we've done an exceptional job of giving more value at the entry level without raising the price. I mean, um, you've seen what's happened post COVID, you know, our, our 399 bow should be 699 now. Um, it, I mean, labor materials, everything's just, out of sight. So we've done a good job of keeping that reined in. And then I would say that um, we're starting to see more of that mid to upper, like a couple of years ago, it was really legit species cruiser. Um, that was before whitetail legend, whitetail legend, pro Alaskan XT paradigm um, that hunting, hunting public bow, the adapt. So now we're looking at the majority of our businesses falling between like five and 700 bucks or five and 800 bucks. So, and it's because I think people are seeing the value and what they're getting and there's a lot of consumers out there that, I mean, everybody wants a $1,200 bow. I get it. I don't care if it's us or somebody else, but that's not everybody's pocketbook. Um, and with everything getting so expensive, man, you can outfit some of these $700 bows and you're into them for, 
you know, less than half or a third of what you're going to end up with a loaded up, you know, flagship. So, so I, I think we've done a good job there. And then Trophy Ridge, I mean, look at the digital react and taking that technology yeah. to the next level, um, which is one of the coolest projects I've ever been a part of. Um, and then just really trying to take that Trophy Ridge brand, which is a leader in the accessory market. And like we talked about, keeping it cool, making it not stale. How do we give, you know, techie guys more options? And um, But in that whole entire time, never straying away from really what we are. We're not doing anything crazy and and stupid or, you know, in terms of where we spend money or where we spend development. We're going to stay the course and slowly convince the consumer this is where they need to be um, and give them, give them what they're looking for. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's something – you know, you've pushed the needle on the on the high end side, not only in in compounds, but also in trad. You know, I've told people like mm-hmm. if you're looking to get a super high end recurve, the Fredbear takedown is. I mean, you're it's you're cool. buying a custom takedown, like you're buying a one of one because every single one of those bows is handmade right there in Gainesville, made in America by hand, one by one. They're not mass produced, so you are in fact getting a custom hand-built recurve for, you know, you're going to be in that for 1200 bucks after riser and limbs. That's an insane value. And those bows shoot phenomenal. And then if you want to look at the Eichler, I mean, if, if wood's not your thing, you look at the Eichler, I mean, that bow, I promise you that bow will shoot against any recurve you want it to shoot against. Mm -hmm. So you've pushed the needle on, on not only compounds, but on traditional as well. Yeah. And that's come to a mix of, you know, you're not changing maybe in theory, the actual bow, right? So, we're staying with what works. I mean, some of that stuff is 60 yeah. years old at this point. Um, but with wood and glass and color, um, you know, materials on like the mag handle or the, uh, the Eichler riser, those are a little bit more new and, and, and different, but that's how we mix it up. And then that latch system on the takedown was so far ahead of its time. I mean, you're talking about once again, <laughs> something that's closing in on 60 years old. Um, and it's so far ahead of its time and still unbelievably simple but consistent and easy to mess with, easy to travel with. And so I think that's why it's, it's so appealing to people. Um, and I love the traditional business um, as much or more than anything in our business because it's so nostalgic. It's pretty, it's cool. It's custom. It's always, always, it's like building custom furniture. Um, it, it is really, really cool. Or guns, um, gun builder. Um, it's a very challenging business when it comes to obviously craftsmen and labor and, um, the expense of it and, you know, doing it here in, in the U S and, um, but I think one of the coolest pieces of our business. A hundred percent guys. I don't care if you've never, I don't care if you care about traditional archery at all. You need to find time to go to the Gainesville facility and just see the process because Neil and his team take a block of wood and, and you can walk through every step of that process and they're hand sanding tips and they're hand sanding grips. And they, I mean, every step of that process and it's all handmade right here in the United States of America. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my lifetime. I left there blown away. And what's crazy, what's, what's really crazy, John is, you know, you look at the value in like a grizzly and you're like, well, that's a, a a really value. That's a great value bow. It's still handmade right there in Gainesville. Like every single, it doesn't, it doesn't just, that doesn't just apply to the, to the Fred bear takedowns. Every bow is hand sanded, handmade right there in Gainesville. Even the $450 Grizzlies. I mean, it's insane. Well, that, that's what I argue with my team. I, you know, I joke, we're not moving the price, but I would argue that a lot of those Montanas and Grizzlies and, and uh, Kodiak hunters, you know, they're, they're half the price they should be. Um, you look at a Grizzly and a legit um, compound, they're really the same price. Um, but that grizzly, you know, in terms of building and labor and paint and sand and silkscreen and the mount that goes into that versus, you know, legit that goes on a CNC machine and, you know, we assemble and dip and stuff. But um, the amount of work that goes into those traditional bows for the same price, you think, holy smokes, you know, <laughs> how in the world is this thing 400 bucks? It should be 800 bucks. But um, yeah, you know, it does a good job of making sure that we can keep it at 400. 
Guys, I oftentimes say that I always have a binocular harness on my chest. What good is a binocular harness without a good set of binoculars? I am a sucker for fine Japanese glass. I love good optics. I love spending time behind it. Um, it's just fun. It's fun to go out and look at stuff. Um, but also, good optics make spotting and looking through them a whole lot more enjoyable. Koa Optics does it and does it better than anyone else, in my opinion. They have some of the finest Japanese glass on planet Earth. It's all I've used for the past, I don't know, eight years or so. This right here, the Koa 55, is one of the best products ever made in the history of the universe. It is the smallest, most compact scope you can get, but it still offers phenomenal glass. It's really hard to find a, a spotter that is this small, this light, this compact. You can throw it in your backpack. You can leave it in your truck. It's so small and so compact, but it still offers phenomenal glass. This is one of my favorite products ever. Guys, if you're in the market for new optics, I would highly encourage you to check out Koa Optics because they are, in my opinion, the best glass that you can buy. Go check them out. Now, one thing I want to hit on before we dive into the next, you know, what's next for Bear. I do want to make note with this name change and, you know, John alluded to it. Our goal is to give people resources, whether you shoot a bear or not, that you can find value in from this podcast. Um, obviously, like John said, it's our hopes that you shoot a bear. Um, but whether you shoot one or not, like our bow building series that we just wrapped up, uh, you know, PJ and Caleb and those guys, they did a really good job of not making that bear specific. So whether you shoot any brand, you can learn to work on your own bow. Um, and that's just a resource that we really strived to give you um, to where do you feel capable of working on your own bow? Uh, you take our Cook Wild series. That's not going away. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, the last Friday of every month, we do what's called Cook Wild. And I partner with um, one of America's top 10 chefs from the Food Network. And he takes you through step-by-step step how to make some incredible recipes for wild game. You don't have to shoot a bear to make you know, a smoked venison meatloaf sandwich or a Philly's cheesesteak pizza out of bear meat, like just some crazy cool recipes. And we want to just give you that resource, whether you shoot a bear or not, to tune in and listen. A new series that we're starting next month uh, in March is going to be called Train Wild. And we're basically just going to have people on to talk about living a healthy, happy lifestyle. Again, trying to give you resources, um, whether you shoot bear or not, that you can grow from and gain from. Because, you know, like John alluded to, um, that was the vision that Fred bear casted. Um, and that's what we want to carry on. Um, that archery is for everybody. Um, this is a, a sport and a lifestyle that has changed so many people's lives. I mean, it's changed my life. It's changed my family. It's changed, you know, you've seen recovering drug addicts. You've seen, you know, military veterans struggling with PTSD, like an archery changes their life. And that's what uh, Fred Bear continued to push was that archery is for everybody and it makes you a better person. And that's what we want to try to try to continue on with this podcast. So none of those specials are going to go away. We, we will still do 101 type series. Uh, so we'll still do like Turkey 101 and Deer 101 where we're teaching you the basics of how to hunt those species. But we also want to hit more in-depth stuff um, and kind of carry out the the legacy and history of, of bear archery. So um, – John, what's next for Bear? You know, what, what's the next four years look like? Man, I wish I had that crystal ball. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I think we've got a, a strategic plan. Um, we've got things that we want to accomplish, everything from um, there's still some missing pieces to our, um, I'll call it our assortment, our, our product lines, the things we don't do, um, that whether that comes through, um, you know, us building a brand or acquisition. Um, I think we've got some some stuff on on that, you know, that forefront. And then I think that what you saw this year, I think that, you know, call it the integrated features on the Alaskan XT and the paradigm, you know, how can we, how can we continue that? How can we build more value um, on our youth segment? Um, traditional, we've got a ton of stuff that we want to do there, but that's one of those things that, you know, we, we sell everything we build, you know, so it's not like we're, we're struggling for ideas or, or, or for stuff there. So that's one of those things we've got to figure out how to um, be able to expand what we do in traditional um, so, I mean, we, we've got every little piece of this thing. Um, I would say we do have a strategic plan. I think that um, we continue to look at the high end and find out, um, in my mind, what would take a paradigm shift in technology 
um, to really open people's eyes because I don't care what brand it is, ours or anybody else's. Um, the high end bow business hasn't changed a lot. Um, you know, right. when I came into this industry, um, there was, there was a big shift, um, 06, 07, um, with limb technology. Um, and when we went to this heavily preloaded limb and speed went crazy, but in the last five to seven years, it's all, it's all widgets and smoke and mirrors. It's, I mean, nothing bad. The bows still continue to feel better, but we're back to 330 feet per second bows that weigh five pounds that, um, you know, 80, 90% let off. They, I, it, nothing has really changed there. Um, and I've said all along is until you can, you know, get a competitive advantage or you can, um, you know, change physics, uh, it's going to continue doing this. So we're continuing to look at that. Bow fishing is another thing that we want to continue to, uh, to improve on and give, um, some, some new features, some new quality, some new products. And then outside of just product, I think from a team, you know, internally, um, I think that the bear brand has been more visible in the last call it four or five years than it has been in a long time. And I don't want that to stop. I want to make sure that, um, you know, we're on the forefront, whether it's, you know, part of education or conservation or, um, events or family things or whatever. I mean, we do a lot of different stuff. Um, I want to make sure that the brand is visible and that, um, you know, people are aware of what we have to offer and why, I say my ultimate goal here is, and I've said this a bunch of times, is that I talk to people and the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, oh, I used to shoot a bear. My first bow was a bear. Yeah. I've heard it a thousand times. And my ultimate goal here is that that conversation isn't my first bear. My first bow was a bear and now I'm shooting X or I upgraded to X. Like we have the product. I don't care if it was a whitetail hunter or you're now in the current generation. It's legit. Like when you upgrade from a legit, why, you know, you say nothing but good things about the legit and it was the best, you know, we killed all these animals and it was a great shooting bow and I upgraded. Well, man, we've got 40 other SKUs in this line that we you can consider an upgrade. Um, you know, stick with us, give us a shot. And if it's just not the bow for you, I totally understand, but don't make it based on what you think it is or what you've heard it is. And uh, I, I think perception, that's my ultimate yeah. goal here is perception. Yep, absolutely. So we got a lot of work to do and, uh, you know, I hope that, that I'm here um, in this seat, you know, as we do this, but, um, but it, it, a lot of plans, a lot of big plans. Well, and that's something that, you know, just exactly what you hit on. My wife is by no means like can tell you about her bow. Like she can't tell you what weight she's pulling. She can't tell you her draw length. She can't tell you, you know, whether it's a binary cam or a hybrid cam or a single cam. She can't tell you any of that stuff. But what I can tell you is she started with a legit and well, actually, years ago, she started with an apprentice, too, um, long before my days at Bear. Started having kids, and then she couldn't have a bow anymore, you know, just didn't have time to hunt and shoot. So we started her off with the legit. And when it was time to upgrade, I put a Legend XR in her hand, and her eyes got big. And she goes, that shoots way better. Like, that's that's a massive upgrade. And it's exactly what you alluded to just now. And, yeah, we'll upgrade her from an XR one day to a Persist, maybe, you know, but... That was a big upgrade for her, and it was an upgrade, a noticeable upgrade. It was faster. Sure. It was quieter. It was less, you know, less hand shock. Um, she could noticeably shoot further because of how much faster it was. Like, and she could notice that upgrade. And so, you know, I think what you what you said is is exactly right. Your first bow might have been a bear, but your next bow can be a bear as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And if, we, so, and if we've done something, I always say I I can talk to the guy that doesn't. Um, if you had a bad experience with a product or with a situation or a customer service situation, I totally understand it and give us an opportunity. But if it's product related, I always say, you know, I, I am loyal to brands that have treated me well. And I always try to give them the first, the first right of refusal, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Dance with the girl you brought. That's my, that's my opinion. Um, Absolutely. but Absolutely. you know, and, and that's, and again, guys, I don't want you to hear this and, and, because I understand, like, there will be people out there that pick up a bear and it's just not for them. Uh, the grip doesn't feel right. or it, I, I get that because I've picked up other, you know, high-end bows that people love. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like it at all. Not that it's a bad bow. It's just not for me. Mm -hmm. um, so you will, sure. like, there will be people who pick up a bow and it's just not for them. That's not what we're saying. Um, but just don't write off bear because, well, it was my first bow. But yeah, but we make flagship bows too. 
and bows that will perform at every level. Um, you know, and I don't know how much you can say or how much you want to say, but uh, you mentioned, you know, missing out on a on a on certain products. Um, what do you feel that bear or, or or the entire the entire family there? What do you feel like is missing from that family? Um, you know, I would say some of it's some of it's internal. We already have it, but I think that there's opportunity for for growth and improvement and um, you know additional features. So I mean, if you look at some of our product line. Um, you know, you look in the rest category, right? We've, we built a, a limb driven rest this year, both for integrate and for regular. That was something that was missing from our line that, um, and I'm a big proponent. When I came in here, I was a big proponent of, of limb driven rests. I like their simplicity. Yeah. I, the thing I like about them the most is that it removes almost all the air in terms of uh, setup. And I don't care if it's in a shop or in a person's house. Um, it, it removes a large portion of that. So that, that was a piece, an example. Um, I think that, the expansion in our release category. I think we've got some we've got some good releases in there. We've got some that probably aren't as popular and not as strong. Um, I think there's some expansion there, even on a more high end. You know, as we work in engineering and we work on materials, and you know, how do we how do we give some better offerings there? I mean, we, we drove the the site category from call it hundred dollar React type sites all the way through to four hundred dollars, including the new Swift you know drive style sites. I think the same thing can happen on the release line. I think that, um, you know, the stabilizers continue to do well, but I've got some, I've got some ideas there. Um, so I think that internally there's some categories I would say we're just need expansion and then say outside of that, you know, I think there's some opportunity for us with some of the brands we have that, you know, we're, we're missing. I mean, I'd, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to say that um, we could complete our, our bow and arrow category with the, the one word of that that we don't have, um, which is arrow. So I think that, you know, there's an opportunity there. I think that um, we get, you know, we get things from customers all the time and even dealers that say, Hey man, you guys ought to be in this piece of the business or you guys ought to build a case or you ought to build a, a backpack. Or you ought to, so we look at all that stuff, but it, it's gotta be fundamental to what we do. We're not just going to start uh, throwing things at the wall. So, but I would say arrow piece is a big one that we talk about a lot inside this building and then just some little pieces that we're missing um, within the current items that we have, I think is, is a big piece. I love that you hit on the propel because that dude, I, out of every product line you guys have, that's something that you get and you hold in your hand and you're like, how in the crap are they selling this to me for $100? It's an unbelievable rest. And I would say, and, I feel like I can say this without upsetting anybody. I would have said my favorite limb-driven rest up until this year was a rest that was produced by Arcus. Um, I, I feel like the Trophy Taker Smackdown. was a phenomenal SmackDown. The SmackDown Pro is a phenomenal limb-driven rest. Yep. Um, but with this Propel, it's the best limb-driven rest, and it's a hundred bucks. Like that is mind-blowing to me. Absolutely, it's, it's simple, simple, and I and I think that's the difference in the cable driven and limb driven is that I never could understand. Um, I understand a little bit of the, the cable driven where prices you know vary, but when it comes to limb driven, it's a very simple technology. You want something that one holds together, but I wanted something that was fairly small footprint, easy to install, simple. And I, you look at the market and you see you know one hundred ninety nine, two fifty, two seventy nine. I'm thinking man, if we can build something and keep it somewhere around that hundred dollar mark um, and then, you know, expansion there, you know, build a, a micro version and yes, it's going to creep up a little bit in price, but if we can offer that to the customer um, and then tell them why limb driven rests are, are good and why they, there's an advantage there, you know, we're, we're going to kill it. And man, I, since we launched that thing in October, the, the sales have proven that and um, we're, we're chasing, we're chasing those orders pretty hard right now. Yeah. I love well, and, and I'll be honest with you. I, for nine years, I went back to Whisker Biscuit because I didn't want to shoot a cable driven. Um, nothing against like the sync line, um, but I just or, or the the evolution before that or the the revolution. What was it called? The one that flipped over? You know the you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, revolution, revolution. Yeah, yeah. Revolution. Nothing against yeah. that or the sync line, um, but I'm a cable driven guy, and so I just would as soon shoot a whisker biscuit over a, a cable driven or shoot a whisker biscuit over a cable driven. Yeah. Um, 
And when I saw the Propel come out, I was excited about it. It looks good. It looks clean. Um, but then you see the way it functions. And oh my gosh. And you're right. It absolutely is simple. Anybody can set that rest up. Yep. And, you know, I was actually, I was at church camp. I was away from my computer. I had no means to do anything. And Chuck Adams calls me and he says, hey, I just got this Propel in. I have no idea what I'm doing. And they it, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, yeah. Chuck, listen, super easy, bolt it on and then tie that string tight to your limb. And he's like, that's it. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's it. And he started shooting and he calls me back. He's like, this is awesome. And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's yeah. so easy. Like it's he's a not the only rest, one, man. I mean, there's yeah. no, he's, he's not the only one. I, there's been since my time at Arcus, I bumped into more guys in this industry that have been around for a long time that, um, you know, I, I talk to him about limb driven and I kind of get this, yeah, uh huh. And then we start digging into it, and they're like, "Yeah, but what about the rest of it?" I'm like, "That's it, man. Like, you go on a hunt, you pull the thing. It, let's say it gets tangled up, the cord comes off, whatever. Tie it back on. There's yeah. there's no there's no drawboard. There's no bow press. There's there's nothing. It's it, you know, if you're not gonna shoot a whisker biscuit, if you're shooting a drop away. Me personally, this this is the way to do it. Um, Bingo. And that, once again, yeah. personal preference, but I love it. Well, and, you know, I, I would hate to be the guy, and everybody talks about, well, there's a massive cable running down your bow that can get snagged on anything and everything. And I'm like, yeah, but if it does, I can fix it in the field. If your cable-driven dies in the field, you're up the creek without a paddle. Like, you're you're in trouble, my friend. So I can literally have a propel set up ready to rock and roll and say the whole rest just shatters in two. I can have another in my backpack that's already set up and tuned, you know, exactly center shot how I need it to be. And all I got to do is bolt it on and tie it back on. And I'm still hunting like the simplicity of it and the function, the, the way that it functions is just incredible, man. Really good job on the propel to your entire team. Yeah, they did, they did a good job on that one. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Outside of that, in terms of, you know, little, little holes in the product line. I mean, I, I think that the thing, some of the things we did this year with integrate and with, um, the propel. And then I look at uh, another good example that I know Neil's wanted to do for a while. And he and I got together this year was, um, you know, talk about the bear traditional line and the fact that yes, Grizzly's a very reasonable entry price, but it's not kid entry price and it's not kid size. And I think the, you know, the, the little bear was a perfect example of, you know, getting a kid into a USA made traditional bow, branding them early, um, giving them a bow that's just like dad's and to add to it, it's now an heirloom collectible piece. I mean, I've, I ordered them for my kids because um, these are pieces that they can hand down, they can hang on the wall, whatever. Um, and they just have that sentimental value. And uh, I mean, $199 for a USA built uh, traditional bow that looks incredible coin, you know, silk screen, the whole thing. Um, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Wooden handmade recurve for your kid. Like, dude, you're, you're absolutely right. And you know, I heard it said somebody was at ATA and they were trying to think of a bow. Um, they couldn't think of the name or the company. And they were like, but it was, you know, I had this bow when I was a kid and it was actually like a well-built wooden custom recurve. And I was like, man, that's cool. If only somebody would do that. And then I walked over to the bear booth and I'm <laughs> like, check out this bow they just released this year. And they were like, dude, are you serious? Like, that's incredible. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Cause I, that was, I was, I was touring the Gainesville um, facility right when that was kind of in the works. And so Neil was showing it to me and I'm like, dude, my kids are going to be hyped. <laughs> yeah. Just, just a cool piece collectible and, uh, and does what it's supposed to be to do. And, and really nothing competes with it on the market that one, there's nothing USA made, but uh, most of that, that import, you know, 139 to $199 stuff doesn't have the same, it doesn't have the same appeal, look, value, nostalgia that, that this bow does. So we're excited about it. So for somebody um, for somebody who's just written off the Bear brand, you know, maybe it is that mentality of, dude, I had one way back in the day and, and I killed everything in the world with it, but I've upgraded, I've moved on. That was decades ago. What do you say to that guy? You know, to, to, to just to encourage them to kind of get them to revisit it. What, what do you say to that person? Um, you know, I, this, this is funny because this is um, a conversation I have a lot. And I will say that no company 
most companies at least are, are the same company they were 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. And I think if you look online and look through our mix, read the reviews, get on the chat rooms and see what people are saying about these different price points, give it a shot. Walk into a shop and shoot one. Um, if a buddy's got one, take the opportunity. And I mean, this a, a perfect example of this is, um, Dylan, you're probably too young for this, but um, we're probably, I'm probably slightly older, but they... You probably don't remember when Ford released their initial Have You Driven a Ford Lately campaign. And this would have been, I don't know if this was in the 80s, maybe. Um, but that tagline lived with them for a long time. But the reason they did it was because Ford was struggling. People had moved to other trucks and it was like, hey, have you driven a Ford lately? Which means like they knew people had a Ford at one time. They walked away from it and they were trying to get them back to, to look at the brand and every brand in our industry has gone through those ebbs and flows. And I don't care if it's the one I've, I mean, PSE and, and us and Hoyt and these companies have gone through those, those times where people either they stray, they do something else, they look away from it. Um, and then technology changes, people in leadership roles change, um, the, the product changes. There's all sorts of things that happen, but I always say, it's just like Ford, you know, have, have you shot a bear lately? I mean, it's, it's simple. Yeah. White tail too. white tail too. I mean, good Lord, we're talking about, you know, 40, 50 years of difference here. Both have changed. So if you're, yeah. if you're judging it on the one that you tried in the eighties or something, good luck. You know, I mean, you can pick up something that's five years old. It's going to feel different. <clears throat> Might I say, even if you tried them in 2010 or 2012, because there was a time and I've been with bear now, um, I guess going on six, seven years. Um, but there was a time that I remember. And, and just like you said, I grew up with a bear. Um, that was my first bow shot my first animal with a bear. I loved bear. Um, but then there was a time where you're right. There was a lull and I'm like, that's eh, just not the bow for me. And so I moved away from it just, and, and there was a, a, a span of time where the bows just didn't perform. You know, they, they weren't, a, yeah. a great shooting bow. And I tell people like, and I can tell you where the switch was. It was really like the, for me at least, like the Kuma, the Kuma 30, where things started really changing. I'm like, dude, that's a shooter. Like they're, they're making strides. And then you, you went from the Kuma and it's just built up and you know, you got the redemption and the, and it just kept getting better and better. And, and now I tell people where, yeah, eight years ago, the top end bears didn't compete with the top end of everything else, but sure. you're to a point now where nobody can shoot a persist next to any other flagship bow. And, and again, you still might choose another bow over the persist, but nobody can say that bow doesn't perform right alongside the other ones. Yeah. I, I would say we live in a, in a, in a time now where a lot of that stuff has to be given. Um, yes. Materials have changed a lot in the last 10 years. Companies can get in lulls when it comes to engineering or, or design, but it should be a given now. If you're spending X amount from any of these four or five companies, you, you should get a good bow. So now it comes down to what little features does it have? What feels good for you? And then I'll also say as much as this, you know, uh, we'll, we'll tout this a little bit, then it goes back to, okay, if I'm making a decision, what company's been around for 90 years? They're not going yeah, anywhere. Bingo. Who's got customer service to pick up the phone um, I helped a guy with a, a site, a digital react site this morning that I, I caught his message um, or his post on, on Facebook last night in one of the Bowhunt America groups. I'm like, send him a message immediately. Like, Hey, call me at 830 in the morning. We'll get this taken care of. Andrew and I got it taken care of this morning in three minutes. But like, yeah. you know, when you're looking at a product, who's going to be around, who's going to be continuing to push the envelope on technology, who can you pick up a phone or send an email to and get taken care of? Um, so you're, you're as much buying from people. And I say that about our dealers. They buy from our reps a lot of times, not just from Bear. And it's because of the relationships and they know they're taken care of and they're represented correctly. Um, and I think the same thing goes with a brand. I, I buy brands personally. If I'm spending, you know, I'm not talking about groceries. I'm talking about, you know, things that you put your, your dollars towards. I don't care if it's vehicles or, or grills or coolers or whatever it is. Um, golf clubs, you put your money towards brands that you have been around. They've got a reputation. And if I've got a problem, I can pick up the phone or send an email. It's going to get taken care of. So I tell people that all the time. Give Bear a shot. I'll, if, if, we, if we did something wrong or didn't, or didn't take care of you, you know, my number and name is out on the Internet everywhere. Call me. Send me a message yeah. um, and we're going to make it right. So 
Yeah, and that's what you know. And I like the shield logo. The shield logo is cool, but that traditional logo, like that's been around for ninety years, you can't look at that and just not be. And, and I don't care if you're a traditional archer or not. Like you have to look at that and just feel yeah. some sort of allegiance to that history and that legacy and that innovation and that you know taking strides that nobody thought were even possible at that time and that is it's such it's a brand with just such history and and you know i look at at who does who who supports me as a hunter you know not only who, who makes a great product but who is actually supporting my rights as a hunter and everybody that listens to this knows I'm the marketing director for Pope and Young. But I don't know if you guys know this, but when you buy a new bear bow and you register that bow, Bear Archery buys your first year membership to Pope and Young. Like they are they are showing you, guys, listen, we not only support you with the products we produce, but we want to help you protect your rights for, for future bow hunts by signing you up as a member to the Bow Hunting Organization of North America. You know, they... Bear Archery has always long time been a supporter of Pope and Young with their conservation dollars. And that's what, you know, Pope and Young's, um, Pope and Young's, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Trust is the Fred Bear Society because Fred Bear was the mm -hmm. first one that made a sizable donation to the future of bow hunting and conservation. And so our trust fund is the Fred Bear Society. Guys, they support you not only with products, but as a hunter, they want to keep you out there longer and, and you know, they want to continue to support your rights. So, man, if you can't feel pride with that brand and, and what they do for you and what they've done for you for 90 years, I don't know what you can feel pride in. No, and, and we try to um, we try to align ourselves with companies like Pope and Young and the fact that um, you won't see really any of our marketing dollars spent with people or organizations or, or opportunities that don't align with who we are or who we think our company is or who Fred Bear was. Um, you know, we, we put a lot of words in his mouth um, and, and say, this is what he would have wanted or this is what he would have done. Uh, we don't hundred percent know that for sure, but we have a pretty good feeling based on his track record. Um, and so when it comes to organizations like Pope and Young or um, just conservation in general, or are people that really are working toward, I don't care if it's S3DA um, the first time, like, trying to get people into the outdoors, um, preserve and protect um, the resources and the opportunity, we're, we're going to be aligned with it. And, um, and and we put a lot of dollars towards that and, and make it known. So, Well, and that's something that's one of the coolest parts about what I get to do is because I represent, you know, both, both Pope and Young and Bear Archery, there's a lot of guys inside the Pope and Young organization that were friends with Fred. Uh, you know, some of our founding members are still around and, you know, the guy that taught me how to shoot a recurve, his name is Harv Ebers. You know, he was a personal friend of Fred and, you know, he went on hunts with Fred and, and, you know, hung out with Fred. He's got postcards all around his house from Fred and just hearing the stories and the history and the, you know, and not only the history of Fred, but the history of what Fred did for conservation and what Fred did to support, uh, the efforts of, of, you know, furthering bow hunting in North America, with Pope and young, it's just so cool, man. It, it, it really is. And you know, it's one of those deals where you just can't help, but feel some sort of, of, yeah, this is 90 years of history. And I want to be part of that history, you know? Absolutely. And then I'd mentioned it earlier, the, the manufacturers in this industry, um, the older manufacturers, the guys that have been around this thing for a while, um, they they owe a lot to Fred Bear and and what he was and a lot, like I said a lot of them considered they were friends, um, but those companies wouldn't be in business they wouldn't have even been started had it not been for the the groundwork that was set there um, by Fred and and um, and just then archery and bow hunting two separate pieces there I mean archery was kind of existing but um, bow hunting really is a, a relatively new concept in terms of what we look at it not you know Native American hunting but. Um, and Fred was once again on the early stages of trying to get seasons and opportunities and, you know, weapon changes. And it just, it really cool to think that, you know, we're not that far removed from, you know, 75 years of, of some of that stuff, 75, 80 years from. Yeah. I, uh, I've got a nephew, <clears throat> his first name is bear. And, uh, this was still, when he was born, it was still during, during Alex time that the, 
the past marketing director. Uh, and mm -hmm. when my nephew was born, I was holding him in the hospital and I sent Alec a picture and I said, uh, this is my new nephew. His name is Bear. Said his parents said you have 30 days to send him a bow or they're going to change his name to Hoyt. <laughs> and and Alex sent him a bow. So that kid will always have a bear in his hand. Awesome. But, you know, that that type of thing is just, man. And, and, you know, we're going back to just that kind of heart tie to the history. But it's just so cool to represent a brand that's been around for 90 years and that continues to move the envelope. So, guys, just keep doing what you're doing because you're making a change. Like you are, like when you walk around ATA, even, you know, you're walking around and you get to the bear booth and it's almost just like, you can tell, like, this is the iconic brand, you know? Yeah, we appreciate that. And like I said, it's a, it's a tall task. It's a, a lot of, I, I consider it a lot of pressure, but also an honor um, to be a part of it and, and to have this team and lead this team. And um, there's, there's no other brand in this industry that, that does that in my opinion. Uh, we've got a lot of cool brands, but nothing to this level. And so that's why I consider it a privilege and, um, and hope that we uh, do it proud. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would say that I believe you guys are. So, so keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, I'm excited to, to be on the ship, uh, being steered by, by yourself. And, and I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see the next four years and, and just what bear can accomplish and, and what bear can continue to change and do. So, what uh, did you find a lot of success this fall? Before we go, I got to hear about you know all the animals you killed. So, so no, all, all is a short list. So, um, <laughs> really, in the last few years, so I have to say, when I was a rep, I had a whole lot more time to hunt, and I, I mean, I never missed a um, a year where I wasn't out west at least once, and and didn't go on another hunt. Whitetail hunted most of the fall, either while I was traveling, um, you know, Africa here and there. Um, the last few years, and a lot of that's not just the job; it's 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 family life. My my boys, my oldest uh, two, which are um, sixteen and fourteen, almost to be seventeen. Um, football and basketball, but especially in the fall, football dominates um, sometimes three to four nights of our our week. And and to be honest with you, that's as much as I love to hunt and I love to fish. Um, uh, my family is is of utmost important to me, and and yeah. being in those kids' lives is. Uh, is huge. And so I'll, I'll trade it for now. There'll be, there'll be a day when we try to do a little bit of it together. Um, they're big fishermen. So we, we normally opt for, for saltwater fishing, um, and doing that kind of stuff just because it's a little easier to connect all the dots, but, um, we, we hunt together, do all that stuff. But so, yeah, so this last fall, um, I didn't, I didn't get into a tree stand until the week before Christmas, uh, went out to oh, Colorado, man. um, with, uh, our, our good friend, Fred Eichler there. And, um, have been able to do that the last two years right before Christmas and took one of our guys here from the office this year and, and had a great time, shot a, shot a nice buck um, there um, all the second to last day, which I've had success out there both, both the last two years, but more than anything, it is the perfect recharge for me as we're winding down the year right before Christmas. Um, and Fred's a lot of fun. I mean, he and I um, <laughs> have a lot, a lot of fun together and, and I enjoy that part of it. If I didn't kill anything, it wouldn't be that big a deal. But I've been lucky enough the last two years to kill really nice bucks. Um, so that was the extent of my 2023 hunting season, which is pathetic. Um, so I've got I got bigger plans, hopefully, um, for this year. And and then uh, once we get maybe one or two of these out of football, we've got some plans to do some bigger hunts. So we'll see. I uh, And I assume yours, you have more, more chances than I did, I'm feeling. <laughs> I would trade – any buck just to share camp with Fred. I mean, that would be, that'd be so much fun, dude. He is, he is a He's riot. A I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky enough. My kids haven't gotten to the, to the sports dominate everything age. Um, you know, I've got a five and seven year old and, and I do a lot of hunting with the five year old. He's my boy. And so, uh, I'm actually taking him on a bear hunt this year with me. We're going to sit in a tree stand together in Idaho and, and, uh, try to kill bears. So, uh, he's to that age where, you know, school's not super. I don't want to say school's not important, but you know, we can skip a day of kindergarten. Yeah, we can skip a day of kindergarten to go on a bear hunt. So yep. we're still having yep. fun. But that's kind of the sucky part about the industry we're in, though, is uh, we're friends with all these guys who are killing a bunch of stuff. You know, I almost just hate Shane Mowry this type of this time of year because he'll just like it's every two days. He's like killed a bison, killed an elk, killed a seven more deer shot, you know, four bears. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to see it. Cause I don't get to hunt as much as you. <laughs> he, li he lives in the right part of the world and uh, his family's, you know, integrated into that lifestyle too, which helps. But, 
Um, yeah, he, he sent me a message over the weekend and, and there was a picture or something. And I, I, uh, I gave him, I was giving him a hard time, but I, I told him, I said, I was pretty sure at this point he was just pulling pictures off the internet and, uh, and then saying that he killed it. And, uh, he, he didn't know how to take me there for a few minutes, but he's, he's a hunting machine. And, um, yeah, I live vicariously through, um, buddies of mine in the industry that have the fall to hunt and the winter to hunt. And, uh, one of these, I, I I've been there. And so I can't say that I've not had that opportunity. My, my life has just changed. Um, but I'll, I'll get it back and, um, and that's okay. Yeah. Well, guys, I just want to thank you so much, uh, for tuning in. I want to thank you for, for listening, you know, all this time. Um, we are, you know, we've been doing the podcast for a while now. Um, episode like this is episode 187, I believe. Uh, so we've been doing it for a long time. So I want to thank you for your support. Um, I want to thank you, John, for everything you do. Um, I'm excited about this change. You know, I think the podcast will see some growth. I'm excited about some ideas we have moving forward and just to continue to help uh, grow the sport of archery and, and the brand of bear archery. So guys, thank you so much for listening, John. Thank you so much for coming on. And, uh, I can say this with all certainty, man. I, uh, I'm excited for the next four years and, uh, can't wait to see what, what you and the team can do over there. Well, we are too, and uh, we appreciate the opportunity, and I appreciate the opportunity to come on and, and chat, and we're looking forward to uh, 2024 and uh, seeing what's in store for the podcast and uh, and recapping all the things that we're going to do this year. Guys, if you're a traditional archer and you have not checked out Three Rivers Archery, what are you waiting for? Three Rivers Archery is your one-stop shop for all things traditional archery. They have the largest in-stock selection of of traditional archery equipment anywhere same day shipping very 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 knowledgeable listen i use three rivers all the time if i've got a question on tuning if i've got a question on broadheads if i've got a question on brace height or anything like that i use three rivers for everything they know the products because they use the products three rivers archery is by far the gold standard when it comes to traditional archery so guys if you're just getting into traditional archery, I would encourage you to use Three Rivers as a resource for knowledge and understanding and growing and learning and as a place to get all those products that you're going to be needing as you take this journey. Guys, thank you so much. Y'all have a fantastic week. 